I didn't really do anything uh, at the time because I didn't think it would matter. I didn't think anyone would care. I wouldn't think the police would care. And what really stood out to me after that incident was the fact that everyone of my friends from the LGBT community had a similar story. So as I was speaking about this with friends, I realized, yeah, everyone, everyone shared this experience and, and that's, that's not right. Welcome to the Design Thinkers Academy London podcast, where we focus on design thinking and its role in some of the biggest issues facing society today. We start the podcast today with some exciting and inspiring news that the Vodafone Foundation, the company's charitable arm, has this week unveiled Zotiria, a new app to help the LGBTQ community and the wider public come together and tackle the issue of hate crime. Zotiria enables people to report hate crime incidents either against themselves or on behalf of someone else, and access support from LGBTQ charities. It also aims to improve the reporting of trends relating to hate crime, and so build a more accurate picture of the issue across the UK. The launch of Soteria follows record rises in LGBTQ hate crime reports in England and Wales, with recent government statistics showing a 41% increase in homophobic and biphobic hate incidents, and a 56% increase in transphobic hate incidents compared to last year. The brainchild behind Zoteria is Marta Lima, a technical product owner for cloud engineering at Vodafone, who won a global competition to develop the app. We first came across Marta when she took part in one of our Design Thinkers bootcamps, and today we welcome her back to share more of us about Zoteria and her own experiences in creating it and why it's so important to her. So welcome Marta, it's great to have you here on the podcast and to speak to you again. I think it was 2018 when we first met and you were already working for Vodafone at the time, though was it in the innovation department? Yes, that's correct. First of all, thanks so much for having me. And yes, yes, so that's when we met. So I was at the time working for Vodafone in London in the innovation department. So we were looking at innovation for a digital workplace. So digitizing the experience for our employees, Vodafone. And I was also managing an innovation space in our office in London, which is why I was training for design thinking. So I was helping other people to to do design thinking workshops as well. Okay, great. And it really is great to have you here today. So we're here today specifically to talk about Zeteria, an app that I mentioned you've masterminded and built. First up, before we go into the details, can you just tell us very briefly, what is Zeteria? Absolutely. So Zoteria is a new app to support the LGBTQ community, which was developed by Vodafone Foundation in partnership with Gallup and Stonewall. So the aim of the app is to empower the community and allies to come together and tackle the issue of LGBTQ hate incidents together. Firstly, it will help anyone impacted to get the help that they need by connecting them directly to Gallup. And it, it is important to mention that it is not linked to the police. And secondly, it will improve the reporting uh, of this incidents by exploring trends and building a more accurate picture of what's going on across the UK. And I'm hoping that this will ultimately help to drive change. The app also includes information on local LGBTQ events, and so it can be used to connect uh, with local communities too. We've actually done recent research from Vodafone, found that over two thirds of LGBTQ people had been victims of hate crime in the last year. However, three quarters said they haven't reported the incident because they felt it was too minor or they didn't trust the authorities to take it seriously or do anything about it. So we're hoping that the app can become a convenient way to for people to get help, but also to 
basically for people to come together and tackle LGBTQ hate incidents and make our community safer for all. Amazing. And so when did this idea for Zeteria first begin? So this has been almost two years in the making now. The first workshop was actually in January 2021. And yeah, let me let me maybe just go back in time a, a bit first to 2019. So I'll, I'll I'll share my story. So basically, I was I was attacked by a stranger when I was leaving a restaurant uh, with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, I was I was completely shocked. I didn't really do anything uh, at the time because I didn't think it would matter. I didn't think anyone would care. I wouldn't think the police would care. And what really stood out to me after that incident was the fact that everyone of my friends from the LGBT community had a similar story. So as I was speaking about this with friends, I realized, yeah, everyone everyone shared this experience and, and that's that's not right. Just, just to provide some context about why this issue was important or, or, or it mattered to me. But then fast forward again, and there was this competition by Vodafone Foundation that was looking for ideas of using technology for good. Vodafone Foundation has already a portfolio of apps against abuse that support millions of people. And so they launched an internal global competition, as you mentioned, to find ideas in, in, in using technology for good. So me and my colleague Reese started working on this idea. I organized that first workshop, design thinking workshop with, with colleagues from the LGBT network and Stonewall, and we started shaping shaping the idea further. So I feel, first built a prototype after that workshop, January 2021, and we did some user validation. We did a prototype, so that was the initial stages of, of the idea, and we, we submitted the idea for the competition, and we won. So that was quite exciting. Uh, two years ago, we got that funding, and we started working on it, and, and here we are today launching it, so it's it's very exciting. Yeah, firstly, I just yeah want to obviously say sorry to hear that first story. That's awful. And I know, as I mentioned to you before the call, that's not, I've had a lot of similar experiences that have happened to people in, well, in London, actually. It's really important that this app is being made. But also, it's amazing that you were able to quite quickly start actioning some steps to start tackling this, which is really impressive. And firstly, let's start with the app itself. So you did all of these workshops. Did you have an idea at the start that at that early stage that this was what you wanted to create or did you do some initial research to form the direction of the app? So the initial idea was around hate crime reporting. So we we knew that we know we knew and we, we know still that uh, a hate crime goes unreported uh, a lot of times for many reasons people don't think it matters people don't know what this, what support they can access they don't know a lot of oftentimes they are not sure about what hate crime actually is and let's be honest sometimes you've been through that experience you just don't want to have to spend after after going through something like that you don't want to spend the rest of your day going to the police and reporting so what we wanted to do effectively was initially was to give this convenient way for people to report and the initial research was so we've, we've done several phases of research the first one before even submitting the idea to kind of validate this first this this first concept around we believe that if people have a convenient way to report hate crime through an app they would do that so that was the initial hypothesis which we tried to validate with with people from the LGBT community quite 
early on. And then one thing that was quite important for me when we started, when we when we got the funding and we started developing the idea further was to continuing the research process. Um, as, you, as you know from the design thinking process, this is a, you need to repeat this oftentimes to make sure you're validating and you're, you're actually building something that is fit for purpose for your audience. So after we got funding, we worked with Potato, which is a, a digital product agency based in London, to, to do further research and to shape the idea even further so that we would, we would kind of finding the, the product that would not only allow people to, to report hate crime, but that would, that would help our community in, in, in this situation. And did it start to back up that theory that people would report hate crime if it was easier? Because I think I read on the bio for the app that I think it was 40% of LGBTQ plus respondents didn't trust authorities as well to take hate crime experiences seriously or to do anything about it, which is depressingly high statistic with incidents on the rise as well, which is even more worrying, especially in a country, I think, like the UK, where it likes to promote this idea of inclusivity and to see these statistics on the rise is awful. So yeah, was that initial hypothesis proven? Yes, uh, yes. And I, I think it goes back to one point that I mentioned before, which is oftentimes people don't know the support services that exist. So something that I want to highlight is that Zotiri is not an emergency app and it's not linked to the police. So the app, the way it works is basically you report through the app and then you are connected with Gallup, which is a leading charity that basically already does this this work of, of supporting people in situations like this. So yes, we through our research and through the interviews, user research that we've done, it was it became clear that people would I think two things. One, report when and if they knew that this could have an impact. So oftentimes it might be, yeah, actually, I don't want to report because why would I? But if you, if I ask them, then, okay, would you report if you knew that that data would then be used to change things? People would say, yes, of course. Of course, I, if I know I'm helping someone else, I will report straightforward. And the second part is that lack of trust in the authorities and and. Gallup comes comes in as a as a charity that has a lot of experience, many years of experience in in this space, and even in the case that people want then to to go to the authorities and 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 do that process, then Gallup can can support them th- through that process as well with their experience. Okay, and so when you when you got to this point, what were the next steps of bringing the app to life, and also where did the name come from as well? Okay, so the name the name is uh, something that was that stood out uh, from the research was that it was important that the app was discreet. So we didn't want the app, the app name to be uh, super super obvious or linked to an LGBT or hate crime reporting. So it had to be something that people would not identify immediately for privacy reasons and safety reasons. And so Soteria is Zotiria is inspired in Soteria, which is the Greek goddess of safety and deliverance from harm. Oh, nice. Yeah, really I, nice. I like that name. <laughs> yeah, and that came out of the research. Uh, yes, yes, as you were asking before. So after we got funding, we we started, I, I think it's it's very common that we have this we get funding, we want to start building immediately, right? That's the instinct is let's just crack on. But uh, one thing that was very important for me at the time was that we took a step back 
and the research that we did initially had a limited sample. So we wanted to improve and revalidate some of the assumptions and, and reshape the idea. So we, we took that step step behind and, and spent some time on kind of defining the product vision, defining the the hypothesis that we wanted, the audience, obviously. So following that design thinking process and methodology so that at the end we had nailed down what the MVP actually should be, what our product should be on day zero, and make sure that we had the right features for, for the audience that we had. So throughout this whole journey, you've really used the design thinking process? Yes, yes, absolutely. That was something that that I was really keen to do because obviously, uh, as I shared before, I have my own experience and I have the experience of my friends, but even then it's my limited experience, right? So the LGBT community is such a diverse community that even in itself is is quite, it's not just one person, right? We can't just consider my experience or the experiences of the few people that we first interviewed as as representative of, of the whole community. So it was important to, to take that step, understand different experiences within the community, and then define a product that would be fit for purpose for the UK specifically, where we are launching now. Was some of those skills that you learned, some of those design thinking principles that you learned, things that you learned on the bootcamp? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's more of a tool, right? It's more of a, not only it's a tool, it's a mindset, right? So, I mean, my background is computer engineering. So I, when I see a problem, I want to solve it immediately. So I think design thinking was very valuable for me to kind of take that step back and look, there's a problem. Let me breathe. Let me understand who I'm actually solving this for. My experience over the world is not everyone's experience. And then, okay, how do I actually tackle the problem for this particular audience, for this particular persona? And it's it's something that, I mean, it's 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 a way of thinking and a way of approaching problems more than more than a more than a process. It is a process, but it's more than that. It's a way of of looking at problems and how to solve them. And did your the people that you were working with on the app? They were also embracing design thinking as well and going through this process. Yes. So. As I was mentioning, I was working with colleagues at Vodafone, but also the charities, as so Gallup and Stonewall, who are obviously the experts in the field. So throughout throughout the whole process and the development, people really got excited about the, the methodology of design thinking. So as I mentioned, we've done two phases of research before the competition, and then after that, to validate further our hypothesis to further shape the MVP. So at that point, we worked with Potato to coordinate that piece of work. And yeah, I've, I've, I've worked with with our partners, Stonewall, Gallup, the LGBT community and Potato on developing the idea further on that second research phase. So you've done all of this research. What were some of the key features that you then wanted to be included in the app when you built it? So obviously, we need to start with reporting incidents. So that was the the key feature where we really spent time to not only make it really easy for our users to to report, so people can report on for themselves or on the behalf of someone else as a witness, and we wanted it to be a really easy to use format for people to report, but also that we would be capturing the right information. 
not only for not only for statistical purposes, but also for Gallup, the charity that then would support people to have the right information. We then signpost people to support services. So we have a directory of services across the UK that people can find about LGBT-specific support services. And one thing that really stood out in our research was that oftentimes people don't know what hate crime is and what their rights are. It was really interesting in some interviews I was doing, I would ask people, okay, have you have you been in a situation of hate crime if you want to share? And they'd say, no, 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 actually nothing happened with me. And as the conversation continued, they would start describing situations of hate crime. So this, for me, really pointed out the importance of including information articles about hate crime and also the importance of reporting. We have features around community and safety. So one of the things we found through research was that it it is important for people to people feel safer when they feel part of a community. So there's uh, this element of community that we wanted to embed on the app. And for that reason, we've included LGBTQ community events. So people can search events that they can attend through the app. And finally, we realized that it was important for people that the app was discreet for safety and privacy reasons. And and for that reason, we've, we've included a secret mode of the app. So if you're using the app, you can quick exit and it effectively hides the app behind a quotes app. So anyone uh, looking wouldn't, wouldn't know it is LGBT related. And that was something again, influenced by the research. Yes, every, every decision that we've done was influenced by research. So the research helped us to create product goals and vision and and, uh, the whole identity around the app. And that was always, I would always go back to that to to validate decisions across across the whole journey for developing the app and also we've we've we went back to people at points when we when we needed feedback so that feedback loop was present throughout the whole the whole process brilliant and i think i read as well that um, the data will be used to help highlight the issues faced by the lgbtq plus people from ethnic minorities because uk studies were saying that there were some specific barriers there between the impact of racism and homophobia together. Was this something that was important to you? Yes, absolutely. It's really important to acknowledge the intersectionality uh, in this space. Like I mentioned before, I'm one person from the community, but I don't represent my whole community. There's experiences within the community that I don't understand. And one of the things that we wanted to do here was to understand the impact within the community to understand the impact that factors like ethnicity or trans history, for example, have on hate crime and to understand if, in fact, these factors then lead to to more discrimination, to more hate crime. Like we, we a lot of this we know from lived experience and we know because we hear stories and the issue is that we know that a lot of the hate crime goes unreported. So we're hoping that by collecting this data, we can start to put data and to to effectively show people that this is not just stories that turn up on the news. It's, it, it's true. It happens on a day-to-day basis. And people within the community are disproportionately impacted depending on their ethnicity, depending on their trans history, depending on their gender identity and many other factors. So, yeah, that was... That is something that is critical for us. Yeah, that's really, and the general public as well generally responds, I think, to data better in big numbers than those individual stories sometimes. 
I think it's a mix of both, right? So uh, obviously the the stories are 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 important uh, because they they these are people, right? We're talking about numbers, but we're talking about people, and it's it's been actually quite uh, emotional uh, now that we've launched. I've had lots of people sharing their stories, sharing their friends' stories, their family members, etc. So there are people behind these numbers, but the numbers help hopefully help us to drive change because then we can be can be data driven in in what we're saying we're saying that hate crime is increasing we see it on the news we see it and we hear it from our friends but it's a way to hopefully highlight and raise awareness about this issue yeah it's fantastic and it's incredibly well thought out from top to bottom which is brilliant so what's next what's the next steps for zoteria so as you know, we launched Zoteria recently. So for us at the moment, we're, we really want to focus on making sure this is a, a success uh, and that the app, not only people know about it, but the app does what it should and supports victims of hate crime. That That is the most important thing for us. We want to establish it and we want to make sure it's it's fit for purpose. And we acknowledge the type of data we are collecting. So so it's really important that we, we take this uh, matter seriously. So for us, more than anything, it's it's about guaranteeing that the, the app is, is is stable. We're not necessarily, I mean, obviously we're looking to improve, but at the moment it's it's making sure that it is a, a success and that it helps people at the end of the day. That's, that's the more t- more, most important thing. And is there a hope that this will spread out beyond the LGBTQ plus community and impact people outside of that who probably have limited knowledge on hate crime that's going on? No, absolutely. I think, I mean, this the, the ask read or the call to action here is for everyone within the community, but also allies to come together and tackle this issue. I think, as you as you mentioned at some point in, in your questions, I don't think people realize that this is the day-to-day experience of a lot of people within the community. So, and, and we know that people, allies, we, they want to help as well. So, yeah, we, I, my hope is that this raises awareness within the community, but not only, so that we, it should not always be on the victims to to fight for their rights. So we're, we're hoping that allies come together and, and support us with this as well. Uh, and as I mentioned, people can report on behalf of someone else as witnesses. So what has the reaction to the app been? To be honest, it's been fantastic. I am so happy to see that. In, to the campaign itself, uh, I know that the reaction has been super positive. Really good feedback, generally across across social media, and and and, and yeah, I'm 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 really really happy about that because it goes to show that actually, even though hate crime does happen, the majority of people are actually on our side and want LGBTQ people to be safe. That's and that's the key message here. And on a personal level, I mean, it's been it's been fantastic. People. People have reached out to me with their stories, and and yeah, it's been a very emotional in a in a good way. It's been really good to see that people really understand what we're trying to do, and they're very supportive of that. Yeah, I mean, I think I can echo all of those sentiments, and I think you mentioned uh, to me before that you've been doing all of this on top of doing your usual job. Yes, that's correct. So uh, this was all. 
this this is a volunteer thing that I've been doing since uh, since that competition since those two years and and I must say it's not always easy so there were times where I was working very very long hours and weekends and I'm going to be honest with you at some point it was getting hard um, and you know what happened after that that was around that was around Pride this year or last year what happened was I was I was really tired and one day. I wake up and there was a shooting outside of a gay bar in Oslo, in Norway, which is, it's it's a city that you wouldn't think would would have situations like this happening. And I remember that was a such an important moment for me because it reminded me of how important it is to continue mm-hmm. um, and how important it is what we're trying to achieve here. And obviously there were moments like that, but the people that have been, so supportive and the people around me and people that have been working on this constantly reminded me of why we're doing this. This has been super important. And if you allow me, I'd like to share another story. So when we were recording the the campaign, the, the ad, the people on the cast, they were actually from the community. And one of the members of the cast came over to me and said, thank you so much for what, what you, you guys are doing. In fact, someone, one of my friends was attacked last night and he didn't do anything. He didn't know what to do. He didn't go to the police. So I think moments like those made it all worth it. And, uh, yeah. Well, it just shows what valuable work it is. Yeah, all of it is, is fantastic. It's so impressive listening to this whole story of how it's been built and the goals behind it and what you're hoping to achieve. Is there anything finally that you want to add to anyone listening to the podcast today and anything that you'd want to share? So we've done some research, which you can find if you go to Vodafone UK News Center to to know about a bit more about about the issue, uh, and obviously find out more about the app. And I hope that people download the app uh, and use it. So you can find it from your usual app stores, Zoteria with a Z. That's so it's it. available on iPhone and Android. Correct. Yes. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Marta, for such an inspiring podcast. It's been amazing having you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. For anyone listening today who wants to know more about Zoteria, we will provide links to the app in the podcast description, as well as links to all of the organisations mentioned. We will also host the podcast on a blog on our website, www.designthinkersacademy.co.uk. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to sharing another podcast with you soon.